0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams.
2: And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening
1: to the Hoop Bowl Nets podcast. So we're back again, the both of us. Um, We're recording over Skype this time. We are not together, but the both of us are here and present for the podcast because the last one was just me. And then like the two before that were Hunter and then the last one before that was me. But we're back again and uh, we're ready to talk about the Nets last three games, two of them being against the Celtics, one of them being against the Heat. But uh, we hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and uh, let's get into the intro. Make sure you subscribe to the Hooball Nets podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search up Brooklyn Nets, and nine times out of ten, we will come up. Just hit that subscribe button if you're listening on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and review because all reviews do get read on the podcast. And speaking of reviews, we actually have two this is our 51st and 52nd review. So we're actually finally over 50 reviews, which is crazy. Um, the first one is by Dave W It is titled Great Energy. It's a five star. With the energy these guys are bringing, it's easy to see. It's not just smoke and mirrors. Real fans of the Nets. Great content and next level energy. Number one Nets podcast. Um, We truly, 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 truly do appreciate it because that's what we're trying to be, the number one Nets podcast, and we hope that everyone else that's listening to this truly agrees with that and believes that. The next one is from Goobs44. Uh, they say, never regret a listen. It's another five-star. The Nets had a free agency jackpot this summer, but still have much to learn as they integrate all-stars alongside an up-and-coming core. If you want the insider perspective from true Nets fans, this is your best spot. Yet again, we do appreciate you for leaving this review. Um, Yeah, we try and give our... Honest to God opinions on the Nets. Keep it real, keep it simple, and uh just get you guys content. So we hope everyone enjoys listening. Um, shout out to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, the sponsor of this podcast and every other hoop ball podcast. Um, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, you can check out their website at hawaiianisles.com on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company or on Twitter at Hi Kona Coffee. That's Kona with the K. So it's H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee. Boom. So let's get into the actual games. So the last time I recorded this, the Nets were like in the middle of playing the Celtics for the first time. It was the day before Christmas or the Wednesday. I mean, the the day before Christmas, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, they actually did end up losing 110 to 121.
2: Yeah, a lot of the talk from this game was how Kemba Walker at thirty nine to Kyrie Irving zero? <laughs> what? He didn't that, even you, play. Wait, wait, you didn't you didn't see the press conference headline? No. What did it say during Kemba's interview? It said Kemba Walker outscored Kyrie Irving thirty nine to zero. <laughs> <laughs> weren't
1: there like signs? So- there were definitely there were like signs of him outside of the gar the Garden, of like him, like, missing or, like, coward. Like, Celtics fans really hate Kyrie. I mean, there's a great
2: reason for them, too. I don't think that there is, but... (laughs) There's a big reason for them, too. It's, from your perspective, it's as if Anthony Davis was so happy to play with LeBron, and then suddenly, boom, he's on the Bulls. I mean then, then what? Then what? Then how do you feel? You still love him? Hey, I mean, I won't have to worry about that. But I I don't think that.
1: I think it's different because Kyrie actually gave he gave you good years though. Like for how he many gave, how many game winners did Kyrie funny, get? We made the conference finals game 7 without him. Okay, and you lost, so what does it matter? <laughs> like,
2: we got farther without him. What he, year did he give us?
1: What He, did didn't, he, give he us? didn't have a – so you really think that y'all are a better team without Kyrie?
2: Uh, you see it this year, buddy. I told you we'd have a better record with Kemba than with Kyrie, and you said I was crazy. In fact, we definitely do have a better record right now at 14-5. and five.
1: I don't think there's any way that you can argue that Kemba is better than Kyrie. I don't think you can argue that.
2: Not better. He makes the Celtics better. But
1: why, though?
2: Why? Ba- like, based on what? They Less do the Celtics, same things. Better positivity in the locker room.
1: Oh, positivity, schmozitivity. That means nothing. He's
2: Yeah, it means a whole lot, if we're being honest, because the teams that have the right attitude are the teams that go farther. It's just. It's just so you really I'm...
1: think that Kyrie just being there, just his pure presence, but, <laughs> just
2: dragged the Celtics down. Last year was a clown show. It was horrendous.
1: So what about the Nets? He seems perfectly fine on the Nets. So maybe it was the Celtics. Maybe y'all are the problem. Multiple years before this happened. Oh, so you think that eventually Kyrie will just ruin this team as well?
2: Already, Their spirits are already not nearly as high as they were with D'Angelo Russell, and that's a fact.
1: I mean, because I feel like it's a different team with a different goal. Like, last year, there were no expectations. Like, whatever they came out and did, we were happy with. They dropped 40 wins. We're like, okay, this is this is above whatever we thought they were going to do. But this year, people came into the season with expectations because they have Kyrie and KD who won't even suit up this year. And now they're 10-10, and 10 and people feel like they're not as good as they should be. So I feel like that's why the mood is down. Not
2: because of Kyrie,
1: he hasn't even been
2: playing. Uh, so, I know what your answer to this is going to be, but do you believe that it is possible what many people speculate that Kyrie's oh, injury gosh. is not as serious as
1: there is many- absolutely no way that that's true? That is not true. If that's if if that is true. I would drop Kyrie from the roster. I would just wave him because there's no way that he would. That can't be true. There's
2: I refuse to believe that. Do you actually believe that? It's not that I believe it. I just think I think he is hurt, but I think he is also happy that it happened at this time because I believe he'd prefer not to play the Celtics. I, I
1: think he would rather play the Celtics and drop 50 on nope, the Celtics.
2: Nope. Maybe Damian Lillard would. You what? got the wrong <laughs> oh <person. my> God.
1: <laughs> There's no way that Kyrie's injury is dragged. There's no way he would not sit here and get
2: No, slammed. I'm, I'm telling you, hurt. But I think he's I think he would I don't know how to word it. It's like I believe he thinks in his head that this was at the right time. That's my opinion.
1: So when he they, was still so, so the, Nets gonna, the Nets are going the Nets are going to see the Celtics again. Probably maybe even in the playoffs. And you, it, oh. he's going to 50 bomb the Celtics.
2: Okay. If he gets 50 and they lose, what difference does it make? The rest of the team has to consistently show up around him. I... averaging 28 a game when he plays and they're still not winning. I hope. I hope
1: that it is Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Semis, and he hits a game winner.
2: If they're playing, they're playing in the first round.
1: Well, that's even better because then he bounces you. Oh, they're the Conference Finals. He bounces you in the first round. Actually, I hope there's almost,
2: there's almost no shot that the Nets would beat us. I hope Number Seven player, suits up, boy. The the Nets' second best player does not sniff Jason Tatum.
1: Until number seven throws on a jersey. And then you have no chance.
2: Play. Look, the Nets can easily turn it around, and they're going to make the playoffs regardless. There's no shot they don't make the playoffs. But they, they're not going to reach their full potential until KD plays. It's simple. I keep forgetting that they have
1: KD just waiting. Like, it's, like the best player in basketball... Which I I would honestly say KD is the best NBA player in the world. Just sitting on the bench, waiting to come out and average thirty eight and seven, like that is and
2: right. That's a large number. Okay, twenty eight eight and seven. Okay, yeah, that's better. Oh, you said thirty?
1: Nah, not yeah, 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 not 38 thirty eight points.
2: Thirty eight. <laughs> I was like, bro, what?
1: Nah, nah, nah. KD's not coming out averaging (laughs) forty off (laughs) off an Achilles,
2: an ACL, no, an Achilles injury. Oh. Okay. Honestly, the Nets have a great future, but this year is probably not it. It's just a fact. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna fight, and they're gonna prove to KD that they're ready for him next year. That's what last year was about, proving that they're ready. <laughs> no, 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 no. Last year was proving that Kyrie and KD are worthy of this roster, which yeah. they are. And uh, this year is proving to KD that they're ready to take over with him next year.
1: We have spent the first 11 minutes just talking about nothing. We bought up the game and just started rambling
2: about KD and Kyrie. About about this game, the Nets and Celtics both shot 44%. They both shot 38% from three, but the Celtics shot 92% from the line to the Nets 47%. Yeah,
1: that, that is not a a good, the, the whole, the fact that they went nine of 19 is just like, how, how, let's, can we not do this again with the whole free throw game? If the Nets make what? 70% of their free throws. This is a much, much closer game. They lost by what? 11.
2: They lost by 11. They got outplayed in the second half. They dominated the second quarter. The Nets scored 40 in the second quarter. But they got outscored every other quarter. They got outrebounded for the game. They got rebounded, badly
1: outrebounded.
2: And they lost a the turnover battle 17-14.
1: They got um, outrebounded 55-38. to <laughs> How? 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 They also had
2: two technical fouls. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is just un not. Wait,
2: rebounded what?
1: They got out rebounded fifty five to thirty
2: eight. No, sixty three to fifty three. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the ESPN box score,
1: and I'm looking at the NBA.com
2: box score. The Celtics got sixty three rebounds.
1: <laughs> it says they got fifty
2: five. <laughs>
1: I don't know what's going
2: on. Oh, oh, okay. What, what? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, what so, happened? So ESPN indeed counts team rebounds, which is kind of stupid. But Yeah, which is why you don't look at the ESPN box score, kit. So it was 55-38 in terms of player rebounds.
1: Yeah, they got rebounded. They got out rebounded, fifty-five to thirty-eight, which is crazy because uh, Daniel Tice.
2: Enos Kanter, and Daniel Tice had nine offensive rebounds. Like what? The How? Told at eleven? That's not right. Enos
1: Kanter and Enes da-
2: Kanter also had four steals, and That's-
1: Daniel Tice. like the. <sighs> It's not like we're playing Joel Embiid or or Nikola Jokic or Anthony Davis. Well, I
2: will say the perimeter defense in this game was horrendous by the Nets. The fact that you let Kemba and Jalen Brown have 51 on 22 of 39 shooting. I mean, Jalen Brown started at the four. That's cheating. No, the, the three. The three. Who starts at the four? Jason Tatum.
1: Oh, the NBA. dot com box score said that he started at the three.
2: Um, no, that's wrong. Jalen Brown's the three, Marcus Smart's the two. Um, yeah, it
1: says Kemba. Yeah, it says that, but switch Jalen and Tatum.
2: Um, and you let Brad Wanamaker have thirteen on five of seven shooting off the bench. So the the perimeter defense was not good. I mean,
1: they held Tatum to twenty to thirty percent shooting. Marcus Smart was three or three of eight.
2: Tatum shooting is not an impressive thing to hold down. The guy's shot selection is awful. Oh yeah, because he's bad. Not true. Look at not an accurate statement.
1: Looking at the Nets box score, he is bad. Uh, Joe Harris dropped twenty-one points in twenty-six minutes. Old reliable. 8 of 13 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3, 5 rebounds. 2 assists, 2 blocks. Our boy.
2: Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, worst game since he's been starting, but he's given a pass. He's been on a tear. 16 points, 11 assists, 5 of 19 shooting. Jared Allen, good but bad game. Good in that he had 17 points, 14 rebounds, 5 offensive rebounds, and a block, 6 of 8 shooting. Bad, he shot 5 of 12 from the free throw line. Yeah, see,
1: when you're going to go to the free throw line that much, you gotta convert. At least more than yeah, 8. on, eight. on more than 41.7%. You have to. Yeah, like 8 would have been a good number. I would have let 8 slide. But 5 of 12, that can't happen. Garrett Temple, he dropped 22 points. He took 12 threes and he took 14 shots. So he only took two shots that were not threes. He hit six of those threes and didn't do much else. He had two rebounds, three assists, one steal and one block. I mean, the the main, Garrett Temple's main value comes from his ability to shoot threes. So if he's not shooting threes, if he's not on for the night, he's probably not going to have more than five points. And then Torian Prince, who I've been expecting much more out
2: of. Yes, he he's re- he's relegating himself to sharpshooter, and he's like not even efficiently doing that. Yeah, he he's, I'm not knocking him because I know he's a good player. He's doing this to himself, in my opinion, by shooting so many threes.
1: And and like he, every shot he took this game was a three. He took 10 threes, 10 shots, hit four of them, had 12 points, one rebound, one assist, three turnovers. And uh, the worst on the team at negative 14. I I think maybe some of it comes from the fact that like he's not in his primary position. Like he's not a power forward. So playing him at power forward although the Nets don't really have many other options probably isn't the best for his development, but Like I said, like he's going to have to deal with it because we don't have much, many other options. Uh, And no one else off the Nets bench had more than 10. David and Waba, my boy, finally got some playing time. He dropped 10 points. And made use of it too. Exactly. He dropped 10 points on four or five shooting, hit two threes, one rebound, one assist, two steals. Like, come on. Dave. He had the highest plus minus on the team with a plus three. I mean, that's not great, but it says something. David and Waba and Iman Shumpert both played 19 minutes. Iman Shumpert in those 19 minutes, every shot he took was a three. He only hit one of them. He managed to get five rebounds, two assists, and one steal. But I still think David and Waba is the better guy to play. Or I would even say you could play them together, but there's no way that Iman Shumpert should be getting more minutes than David and Waba. When we're looking at Boston, Hunter really went over them already. Kemba, 40, bombed us. He had 39, but we might as well call it a 40 bomb. And then Jalen Brown had 22 on 9 of 15 shooting. Jason Tatum didn't shoot well because he's bad. Daniel Thice, 14 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, Yeah, no, no, no one else really did too much. Marcus Smart, 3 of 8 shooting, 10 points, 35 minutes. The Nets lost. But then they... uh. Had a nice Thanksgiving meal, came back on Friday, and they beat the Celtics by what? 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's five. They won 112 to 107. Um, they their biggest lead was 15. The Celtics' biggest lead was one, and there was only two lead changes. Um, the Nets were in control of this game for the majority of it. They did win the turnover battle for once, 19 to 18. They managed to out rebound the Celtics. 49 to 48, uh, they shot 76.2% from, no, that is the Celtics, they shot 69.2% from the free throw line, while the Celtics shot 76.2% from the free throw line, so still not great shooting, but they only shot 13 compared to the Celtics' 21, so I'll take nine of those, and then they dominated the Celtics from three, 41.5% from three to the Celtics' 32.1%, and they also shot a better field goal percentage 46.2 to 44.1 it's crazy to me that literally what a day and a half before this they got out rebounded by like almost 20 and then they somehow win by one in this one if we're looking at we i guess we can start with the nets since we started with the other before um spencer dinwiddie he made up for his lackluster performance down
2: the back 32 points 11 assists again, he knocked down six of eight threes, two steals, two blocks. He did everything in this game.
1: Yeah, he played very, 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 very well. Well, let me ask you this, because I was thinking about this. Should he go back to the bench when the Nets are healthy? Like, should he go back to the bench when Kyrie comes back?
2: Look, honestly, when when Kyrie's on the court, he's not going to get the ball as much as you'd want. So... Yes. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, I don't know. It's tough because he was Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He's playing really well,
2: well. I think Kyrie plays about 33 minutes. He plays the 15 that Kyrie's out plus about 10 together at the end of half and to close out a game.
1: I think he'll be somewhere around probably like 28 to 30 minutes a night
2: uh i don't know i don't know i can't
1: especially without karis i can't see
2: i know it is hard to justify not giving him minutes it's hard loves garrett temple in his 37 minutes so
1: also wilson chandler comes back december 15th that's unlike
2: chandler gonna play more than 10 minutes per game
1: they have to drop somebody who are they gonna drop
2: If they don't drop Henry Henry
1: Ellenson, I swear to God.
2: I don't know what is the deal with them keeping this guy.
1: People keep saying like, oh, it's between Shumperton and Waba and Theo Pinson. Why would you not just drop Henry Ellenson? Or Timothy luau (laughs) Cabarat. Like, I don't know why in Waba, Shumpert, or Theo. I would be very angry if, if Theo Pinson. Theo
2: Pinson? Oh, boy.
1: If they, they drop Theo Pinson, we're rioting. Because if it's between Theo Pinson and Iman Shumpert, Iman Shumpert's got to go. Because we already have Iman Shumpert and David and Waba. So I don't understand why we wouldn't just keep Theo Pinson. Wilson Chandler.
2: David and Waba, DNPCD.
1: And yet, Iman Shumpert plays
2: twenty minutes, four of eight from the field, nine points, one steal. Yeah, he played well. He didn't. He didn't play bad. I mean, I don't think Iman Shumpert's a bad player. I'm gonna lie, I'm really disappointed and unreliable from a season long perspective.
1: Yeah, he hasn't been great. He has not been great whatsoever. After going from shooting the highest percentage from three in the NBA and winning the three point contest. And, I mean,
2: he's still at 44%. It's not bad at all. But it just feels like there's a little something different from last year. Is it just me?
1: No, I I feel the same way because we gave him the nickname Old Reliable
2: for a reason. He's averaging more points than last year. It's just – it doesn't feel to me as he's like he's as knocked down as he was last year.
1: And maybe it's just because, like, we look at these, like, we watch the games, and when when, when he shoots it, I don't have the same confidence that I did last year. Yeah. Like, in the Heat game that we're going to talk about, don't get me wrong, he was lights out. And like I said in, in the last podcast, like, you keep him on the floor because he's a threat regardless of whether or not he's hitting. Because all it takes is one. But, like, there's something different. I can't put my finger on it either, but I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: He went – Prince, again, 4 of 10 from 3, by the way. 16 points, 4 rebounds, 16 shots. Yeah. The fact that he took 10
1: threes yet again, like, why is that just his – Like, Tonya Prince can do much more than just shoot threes. He's way more capable of doing other things. Jared Allen, 25 minutes, 14 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, one steal, one
2: block. The uh, story for the Celtics in this game was uh, Kemba went down to 17 points on 19 shots. Jalen Brown went down to eight points on eight shots. And then you have Tatum, who scored 26, nine rebounds, four steals, 10 of 19 shootings.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was great perimeter defense from the Nets. They came back and played very, very well. They didn't let like, yeah. Daniel Thice and Enos Cantor get 20,000 offensive rebounds.
2: Enos Cantor still had four, but actually the Celtics had 16 offensive rebounds.
1: That's like his thing, though. Like, that's Enos Cantor's yeah. thing. Like, he gets offensive if rebounds.
2: you saw him against the Knicks, I don't know if you happen a catch that game, he was having his way with Mitchell Robinson.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a revenge game for him. <laughs> Yes, and he revenged, indeed. I think that, I think Marcus Smart, Mm -hmm. I think they did a good job on him. Granted, he's not the greatest shooter to begin with, but 4 of 13 from the field, pretty good defense. In the game before, they played very good defense on him as well because he went, what, 3 of 8? So, they
2: locked up Marcus Smart. No, the Celtics were plus 13 in Tatum's 37 minutes in the 11 minutes that he sat they were minus 18.
1: You know who else played? Your uh, lovely star Mr. Carson Edwards. 3 points on 1 of 5 shooting.
2: Woo. Um I don't have anything to say. Who's
1: better, Carson Edwards or Theo Pinton?
2: Better better in what? <laughs> better at what? <laughs>
1: Uh, who is the better? M- who is the better NBA player?
2: NBA player Carson Edwards. Better what? <laughs> oh my God!
1: Theo Pinto was dropping thirty a night in the G League last year.
2: Hey, you put Carson
1: in the G League; he's a bucket. Oh wow! That's 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 something. You're something. And then
2: um, also, the Celtics have a player. I don't know if you've heard of him. Tremont at uh Tremont Waters. Uh no. Who is he that? Went to, he went to LSU, and we picked him late in the second round uh, in this draft. And he is a great two-way player. He played the other day for the first time, and I was watching. Just wanted to put that out there. He's really nice. Some other team's going to pick him up because we're not going to use him, and then he's going to be nice.
1: Maybe the Nets will pick him up.
2: Tremont Waters.
1: Yeah, the name to watch is Tremont Waters. Um, but, yeah, the, this is a good game. I, I, the fact that we were able to beat the Celtics without Kyrie, I think that means something. I think in some way the Nets really tried super hard for Kyrie just so that, you know, we can get one over the Celtics. And the fact, like I'm saying, like the fact that we did it without him.
2: Did you see the nice embrace between the Celtics teammates and Kyrie after the game?
1: Yeah, which uh, just proves my point that things couldn't have been that bad,
2: buddy. Look, it was awful in the time being, but it's one of those things you look back on and be like, man, we did have some good times, too. And then it's all fine. He's Mm -hmm. not there anymore, so.
1: Yeah, he's not there, and uh,
2: Nets still managed to win. So, Celtics, yet again, are bad. Total the the numbers, the Celtics won the two games by five. Okay,
1: but good thing that's not how basketball works. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so then the nets went on to uh lose to the heat one oh nine to one o six
2: embarrassing this End was the game. this
1: was embarrassing because the heat were down by seven with not eight minutes to go, not ten minutes to go no a minute forty five one minute and forty five seconds, and the nets had a seven point lead with a hundred and six points, and the last minute and forty five seconds. The Nets didn't score a single point, and the Heat managed to win 109 to 106.
2: The last bucket was a Joe Harris three, and before that, and around four minutes, was another clutch Dinwiddie three. Like they showed the nice highlights, but what they didn't show is that the Nets went stagnant for the last almost four minutes of the game, other than those shots.
1: And that is where they need Kyrie Irving. They have Kyrie in this game. That does not happen.
2: So, although plus or minus sometimes is flawed, it's really important to note that this man Garrett Temple.
1: That's what that I'm saying.
2: Oh, minus 19.
1: That's what I'm saying, bro. His, no
2: one else had lower than a minus 7. No one really had less than a minus 3.
1: His value is solely based on whether or not he is knocking down 3s.
2: Because if he had 5 of his eight threes, let's say, it would have been a minus seven.
1: He was one of eight from three, three of 12 from the field, 34 minutes, which tied a team high, had seven points, six rebounds, five assists. Six rebounds and five assists is very good. But the shooting percentages, that is horrific.
2: Same thing. It's like Torrey and Prince. Nine points, seven rebounds, five assists, one steal, three block. Good stat line overall. But, three of 14 shooting two of nine from three
1: over his last three three games. games, He has taken
2: 29 threes
1: and made what? 10 of them. 10 of them.
2: 33, 35%. It's like 34, 35%.
1: Like he can like I am going to keep saying this. He can do much more than just shoot threes. Jared Allen. Oh, this wasn't his best game. 24 minutes, four points, 12 rebounds, two assists, five personal fouls. So that kind of ruined his minutes. And then DeAndre Jordan played 23. He made up for, he made up for Jared Allen's uh, slack. He put up 15 points, eight rebounds, two assists and a steal on seven of eight shooting.
2: Now question. Do you think DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen will share the court for more than 10 minutes throughout the entire season?
1: No. Barring like some catastrophic injuries to their big men which they already don't have many of, no, because that just makes the Nets very, very easy to guard. <laughs> like, there's no spacing. There's absolutely no spreading of the floor. They like they both can't shoot a, worth a lick. So you can leave. They're, they're both going to just sit in the paint. While, yeah, you'll have two big bodies, like they're going to be way too easy to guard if both of them are in the court at the same time. Jean and Musa played 12 minutes. He was only 0 of 1. Um, David and Waba, my boy, played 18 minutes, had 10 points on 4 of 7 shooting, 2 rebounds, and a plus 2 plus minus. He did his thing. Iman Shumpert, on the other hand, played 16 minutes, had 2 points on 1 of 5 shooting, and 1 assist and a block.
2: Okay, so now after we've done these games... It's time to bring up my point. After seeing him over the past a week, two weeks, with the Portland Trail Blazers.
1: Oh, I know where you're going with this one.
2: Did the Nets make a mistake not signing Melo? I'm going to answer that. Before I
1: do, let me just inform our readers about the letter, Folks, we have a very special announcement. Our founder, the great Aaron Brewski, has decided to write an email newsletter for the 2019-2020 season. Ex- exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast, including this one. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to hoop.com hoopballcom com slash newsletter and sign up in 10 seconds literally 10 seconds just type in hoop ball in your google search bar go to the website and it'll come up on the bottom of the screen put in your email you're done again the site is hoop-ball.com slash newsletter and brewski straight to your inbox every week enjoy now do i think we missed out on Melo? honestly the man is coming off a western conference player of the week Over his last five, he's averaging 19 points and 6.4 rebounds. He's starting at the four. And what have I always said? Since we started this podcast, what do the Nets need? A stretch four. Now, can Melo shoot the lights out from three? Absolutely not. But I mean, uh, he can get rebounds. He's physical, more physical than Torian Prince. And he's got some veteran savvy moves that Torian Prince just doesn't have. Also, if we had Mello, we could bring Torian Prince off the bench, which would be pretty good so he could play his primary position. I think honestly that we did miss out on Mello. I don't know why we didn't sign him. He's he's not he's not bad. Like
2: he's better than Iman Shumber. Just, just remember. Do you remember who told you that they should sign Melo? Okay, uh, first of all, before of all. before
1: I give you your little credit, I just want to say, why did we sign Iman Shumpert when we already had Iman Shumpert, aka David and Waba, instead of signing Melo? Are you, are you a, a commercial for David and Waba? No, but like, think about it, like. We already had the same player. We signed the same exact man twice, basically. So, why instead of signing Mello, who would fill a need for us?
2: So, bringing up my analytical numbers, a majority of Mello's seasons, he had a better on-court rating than the team did. The team had a better rating with him on the court than off the court. And it's it seems as though that the one season with the Rockets really damaged people's opinion of him. Because you look back when he was with the Thunder in 2017-2018, It was a plus 5 rating with him on the court, plus 0.2 with him off the court. Better with him on the court. The Rockets, negative 12 with him on the court, positive 6 with him off the court. Minus 18 on off. That hurt his reputation in such a way that people fail to realize he's still capable of plus 10 on the court, minus 3 off the court with the Blazers, plus 13 overall net rating. I just don't – I don't care. All of those
1: stats prove that we should have signed Melo. But there's no one in this world that can tell me Melo's not better than Iman Schumper. Like, what, like, and what I don't want to hear that he feels a need because he doesn't. What, like, what need does he feel that David and Waba couldn't feel when we could have signed Melo, had a nice stretch? F- I don't, let me not call him nice, but had a serviceable stretch for bring Tory and Prince off the bench, or we could. Maybe start Melo one game, start Torian Prince the other game, based on matchups. Like, give us some flexibility, and then when Wilson Chandler comes back, we can throw different looks at teams whenever we feel like.
2: And also, Melo is not bad at guarding power forwards, for the record. He's a big bo- like he's a big guy. He's like Torian Prince is pretty slim.
1: Melo's got some meat on his bones. Like, he can guard a power forward. And he's shooting.
2: The thing is he's averaging 18 and 6.
1: Exactly. He's shooting 46.2% from the field, which would be the highest since he was in New York in 2010. Like, uh, he's shooting 37% from three, which is good. It's good. Very serviceable, which would be the highest since he was in New York in 2013. He's playing very, very well. And the Nets along with probably every other contending team in the NBA, probably should have signed him before the Blazers did.
2: The Blazers just shot back into West playoff contention.
1: They just went on like a
2: five-win streak. They shot back into West playoff contention. Like, he's been, like, not carrying, but...
1: It's crazy what I'm about to say, but he's been their best player, and they have Damian Lillard on their roster. Like, Melo's been very good. Granted, it's only been six games, so he very well could go back to being trash, but as of right now, it looks like we missed out, along with 30 other teams, or wait, no, 28 other teams, in signing Carmelo.
2: Yeah, uh, I was a firm believer that they should have signed Mello. I was saying that for the longest time.
1: No, you did, you did. I remember when we were talking about Joe Johnson or Mello. You were saying Mello.
2: I just, I just, like you. It was obvious to me that Mello was not as bad as everyone was making him out to be. He has the highest offensive rating of his
1: entire career right now. Like, what? How did we not sign him? I just don't get. I can't justify signing Shumpert over Mello, especially when KD and Kyrie were lobbying to sign Melo. I think that was a an error on the Nets' Front office. I don't know whether or not. Maybe they bought Melo in for a workout and it didn't go too well. I don't know what it is, but he should he we he should be a net. He should be a net over.
2: He has not had a season of shooting forty six percent since two thousand and eight, and he is doing this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't. I just can't. I can't. I, to answer your question, yes, yes. I think the Nets missed out on, on not signing Melo. And with that, we're going to hop up out of here. But before we go, let me uh, get to my game. If, if you don't know what this is, uh, basically every uh, podcast I give Hunter a random letter and he has to tell me an NBA player with that, whose name starts, well, whose first name starts with that letter. So let's go with. Uh, I'm looking at my Stranger Things poster right now. So let's go with D for Dustin.
2: Um, Daryl Dawkins.
1: I was thinking Dwayne Wade.
2: Daryl Dawkins.
1: Daryl Dawkins, and with that, we're going to conclude the Who Ball Next podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Apple. Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, search up Brooklyn Nets. We shall come up, leave a five star rating and review on the podcast app. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. They do so much for our show and we really do appreciate them. And they only take like five minutes of your time, not even five minutes, like two minutes, maybe a couple seconds follow the hoopball Nets podcast on twitter we finally hit 100 followers so congrats to us um you can look us up at hoopball nets um individually i'm at nausea adams underscore and hunter is at hunter underscore jkr our twitters are in the little description of the podcast so you can just click there yet again shout out to Juan now's corner coffee company for sponsoring this podcast and every other hoopball podcast and with that we'll see you all next time